arriving at the crown of Egadon to find the Shrine of Egg in order to use the Heart of the Void and reshape the world to their whims, the party came face to face with their age-old foe, Magister Morden. Empowered by the Voidborn magics of air, Morden conjured shadowy barriers to stop them from reaching his position after stealing the Heart of the Void from Val. However, he was quickly felled, his magic bested by the party, only to be revitalized after a fatal wound was inflicted by Rolandir. Now, clad in an almost obsidian-like plate mail made of pure void energy, Morden stands, a wicked pointed blade at his side. The initiative order will remain the same as from last time, going Morden, three players, Luna, and two players. Which means Rolandir just took his slot as the last player, and it's Morden's turn. Ugh. Yay! Where it stands, just so we have a good reckoning, this large, flattened-out expanse on the summit of this mountain. Right beside Morden is this stone altar, and then arranged along this summit's circumference are four small stone pillars that are inconsequential, really. Right beside Morden is Rolandir, and then beside Rolandir is Mick. Then, about 20 to 30 feet out, stands Brynir, Vamok, and Luna. And then another 20, 30 feet out stands Val. So then, Morden will strike first at Mick with an 18. Slashing with his sword, Morden deals 18 damage to Mick. And then there's this strange, almost chromatic after image that follows after him that, for instance, Morden slashes Mick and then this strange after image stays put. And then a second later will slash again dealing an additional 24 damage. And this afterimage is dark, shadowy. It looks like, for instance, the rainbow patterns over, like, oil and such is what covers it. And then Morden, on an upward slash, will turn toward Rolandir with a 27. Yeah, you betcha that hits. And he will hit you for 18 damage on his first slash, and then his after image hits you for an additional 25. And then with his free hand, you see him just create a fist in the air, and this purple burst within his hand spreads over his fist and completely encompasses his body in this strange, hazy film of swirling energy. That's his turn. Morden let go of the Heart of the Void, correct? Correct. It's just sitting in the receptacle, which does not look like it did when Morden conjured it. It is completely different. It's a lot larger, bulkier, and there seem to be other controls of some ancient device surrounding it. Okay, Val is going to, since I'm far away, I will have to dash, so I won't be able to do anything necessarily with an action when I get there. He's going to run up, and as he is passing Luna, he's going to say, protect me if you can, and pass her and everyone else and run straight for the altar and just shove his hand straight into that hole to do whatever Morden stopped doing. Okay. Since you're not moving, like, out of Morden's engaged range, I'm not going to say that that procs an opportunity attack. Great. All right, who's next? Rolandier's just going to rear back and try to attack again after his major whiff last time. So he will be uh, taking that, and he gets a 25. That hits. Then he is going to, on his first attack... 
deal 37 damage. Okay. As your first attack lands, it shatters this prismatic film that had spread across him, and Morden basically just blinks like four feet back, just out of range of your sword. And this after image of his mirrors you for just a moment, and it slashes you and deals that amount of damage to you. I don't love that. Yeah, this guy really sucks. And then that after image forms back into Morden and blinks to envelop him once more. That meets my miter wound threshold. Okay. Well, it's technically magic damage, so it won't inflict a wound. Yay! That's the last thing Rolander needs is a wound. (laughs) Yes, it is. All right, Rolander's reckless enough. He's going to go to attack again. He's going to take the four feet towards him and go to swippy swipe one more time. Nat 20. <laughs> they didn't. Uh, like it's, been my, it's been my second roll both times, so oh hallelujah for that advantage. This one is not as mighty, but it still deals a pretty hefty 72 damage. Okay. Ooh-wee. As you slash across Morden's chest, just huge chunks of this obsidian mail streak onto the ground as you chip at it with this terrible strike. And those obsidian chunks then just steam and melt into this oily substance and give off like little pops and screams before evaporating on the ground. No after image attack? No. Yes! All right, then Rolandier is going to just brace himself for whatever comes next. All right. Vimok, since he wasn't like right up in the action, he's going to skirt around... 30 feet as much as he can to try to get a little bit closer to the side where Val's on. And then he's also just trying to get a clear shot at Morden. And he's going to be spamming Eldritch Blast again. So the rolls for that are 28, 20, 22, and 28. The 28's hit. Okay. Between the two of those, that's going to deal 25 damage. Four of these blasts are coming in. Morden, he's good. Deflects two of them, like, with his sword, like, bing, bing, but he's not that good. The remaining two (laughs) fly in and just, like, impact him. One in the shoulder and then one right in the gut. The one in the gut is going to send him back ten feet where he kind of skids, you know, he's still on his feet, but he's kind of outside of immediate attack range for any of the others. Seeing this opening as Morden is shot aside, Luna will run up to Val and kind of just encase the two of you in this sphere of flame. Sweet. And she'll just look behind her, yelling over the roaring of this fire and say, I hope this is what you had in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Val kind of like shrugs a little bit and says, I don't know, but it's very you. (laughs) Next player. (laughs) Okay. Mick would like to, within range, I believe that Morden still is, would like to cast Power Word Stun. You succeed. Okay, wonderful. Mick, with this casting Power Word Stun, will extend her hand out towards Morden and will say with a, um, almost as if with the sound of thunder, the word cease. And as she does so, Morden is overwhelmed. His mind is overwhelmed, and he is incapacitated at this moment. Perfect. Anything else on your turn? I think that Mick will see this ball of fire of Luna and Val, and will place herself in between Morden and that ball of fire, just in case there's more attacks. Okay. Any bardic inspo? 
Yeah, Mick would absolutely, at this moment, has <laughs> got this like sweet power stance in between, <laughs> in between Luna and Bal and Morden, and will just get her loot out and will strum it as hard as she can, and will grant uh, Bardic inspiration to. I think that at this moment that she'll probably grant it to Rolandier, given that he's more in proximity to Morden. Okay. Then, Rolander, you can use a d12 next time you want to whoa, do whoa. something. <laughs> That's a powerful bard right there, that baby. Is, man. <laughs> wow. I love oh, a d12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Last player. Yeah. All right. Brynir is going to enter rage. I think my thing's broken. <laughs> Take him down. Yowza. Okay. Can confirm. Seth rolled a 20 and a 1. All right, what do you do? Brynir, seeing everybody getting in on all the action and seeing that Morden has just been incapacitated, he is going to go again and try to strike at Morden going for his heart, seeing that's where he's been kind of slashed and the prismatic armor has kind of gone away. And he is going to go for the heart, dealing 55 damage. Nice. As you thrust this spear into this weakness, like the chip in the scale of Smaug, you pierce through it and your spear just breaks out the other side of this armor, completely impaling him through the chest as red and black blood streams out of him and Morden is pushed back. This mere image of him that was following his every move, however, is not pushed back and it grips the spear and then headbutts Brynir. You will need to do a quick con save. Okay. Get that plus five. Yeah, I do. Number to beat is 21, Seth. Oh, then I rolled a 14, and I guess his constitution is plus 11, so 25. Okay. You are able to hold your ground even as this being headbutts you, and so you aren't forced to drop your spear or anything. You're not pushed back, as it was trying to do, evidently. And then it just dissipates, like light sprinkling off the raindrops of a dissipating cloud. And it's gone, and it's just Morden standing in front of you as this plate armor starts to steam and boil, liquefying on him and then falling onto the ground where it evaporates. And Morden falls to a knee and then onto his backside, just trying to back up with his one arm as he's now completely unarmored. This sizzling black ichor just in pools around him. He is off of your spear for all intents and purposes. And he's just gasping through probably a pierced lung at the very least finish him off as Morden falls off his spear Brynir just puts uh, his foot on to Morden right where he wounded him and then he's going to stab him in the face <laughs> he's going to stab him through the eye your spear meets no resistance as your spear shatters through his eye socket and through his head into the stone behind him with just a sickening thunk, and Morden draws his last breath in this bloody gurgle beneath you. It's tragic. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Probably not, but... <laughs> it's a miracle is what it is, Chris. <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
after this happens, uh, everybody's, you know, uh, maybe calm down a little bit, but Brynir is going to yank out his spear and says, Be on guard. We don't know what else is out there. Even from within this bubble of fire, Luna can hear this and she'll dispel it, seeing that it's safe, relatively. Looking around, just because Morden was in close proximity to the altar, what's going on there with that in the heart of the void? Just still chilling, or...? What's Val doing? With the fire shield having been dispelled and then seeing Morden dead on the ground, Val will, like, he's not going to actively do anything with the heart of the void, but he's not taking his hand out of this mechanism. Okay. And to be clear, you're basically just holding it in place. Okay. It's not like you're you're putting your hand in or through anything. Okay. So it's like a little, like, small divot. Yeah, yeah. Just a little slot. Luna will actually turn and look to Val after seeing Morden mutilated corpse on the ground a little ways away. And she'll say, well, what now? I suppose there's no time like the present. Val will sort of look to everyone and, like, a question in his eyes of, do I just keep going? Val, now's your chance. He'll go for it. Okay. What are you trying to accomplish? Well, you see, Brian, <laughs> none of us really know. <laughs> <laughs> we tried having conversations about it. Val understands that this object wants to be here, that it is part of this greater machination, for lack of a better term. And again, going back to his understanding of truer intent is like following those forces where they want to go and aligning your will with the will of whatever you're trying to manipulate, I think he is going to follow the lead of the heart of the void in activating it. It wants to be here. He's going to lean into that. Roll two D100s twice. Oh, okay. My fear is uh, astronomical. (laughs) My first pair is a 97 and a 63. Okay. <laughs> this one was good. Um, 23 and 29. Ooh. Wow. All right. Well, one of mine is 16 and 12. So as you exhibit this will upon the heart of the void, it twists within the receptacle. Your hand is not touching it. And like you saw before... Small claws on the corners of the receptacle grasp at the corners of this shape, and then it begins to change before you. The metal and crystal and liquid of the Heart of the Void changing within the receptacle until it is flush with it, like a X pattern, honestly. And then that whole thing just kind of raises and then splits again, and then the X will depress and you hear this whir and there's almost steam that kind of comes out of it and then the altar lights up a bit and then patterns on the ground beneath you, beneath this snow, this light dusting of snow shine upward, these intense blue lights and you just start to feel everything fading away for you, Val like tunnel vision okay But it feels physical, as if you are just being taken from the scene of your vision at a startling pace until you are encompassed by the darkest darkness. And then you hear a voice, one you've never heard before. You have come to the end of all things. 
and you hear these echoey footsteps, and pacing around in front of you then is a figure who looks somewhat like Lyrian did, though with the grayish skin of the kin. His ears are pointed but not forked. He wears a simple robe of gray and white with long sleeves that drape down almost to his knees, and the robe itself trails on the floor behind him. And with his hands clasped in front of him, he just points a single finger at you and says, I have heard tell of you through the eons. You see, my father was Genderic Vasirio, chief engineer of, well, it doesn't really matter anymore what the name of the kingdom was. He has spoken to you before, though not in this time. Is this not true? It is true. You have seen him, then? I have. You have seen the devastation that he wrought with his machines? I have. Yet here you stand, ready to use the last and greatest of them. Our world is ending. This is the only way that we understood. The only path that we knew of to put it right. I am not here to stop you. If you wish to move forward, I will let you go and simply do as you did before. Again, extend your will to that of the heart, but move one step further and imbue its will with yours of the world you wish to see in the after. And... Then my father's machine, great and terrible as it is, will make it so. Is there any wisdom that you would offer me? I believe I was set here to dissuade my father from using the heart of the void, though he did use it. And the one that has come after, I have never been able to dissuade either, time and time again as he came. Who is this one that came after? I know not what he looks like. I only know his voice, his presence, in my mind. What you would call a mind, a memory. Though it is not a memory as you would have. I am not flesh and blood. I am simply a thought, a construct of thought. Like I said, made by my fathers, for who would be successful at dissuading him from unleashing calamity than his own son who gave his life for him? If the heart of the void is destroyed, is there any means of making this machine continue to work? The heart of the void is the only thing that can make the machine work. If you include that stipulation in your will to destroy it, then it will be destroyed, and my father's designs can no longer be used by you or anyone in the after. As you have said, they have brought about much calamity, no? I have seen it, wrought dozens upon dozens of time by the one who's walked before you. Then I think it best that cycle comes to an end. That is good, I believe. Though, of course, it is only what my father thinks I might say in such a situation. I'm going to move forward, but I don't know what to say, aside from 
whatever world results from this will not be perfect, but I hope it will be better. You share a similar sentiment to my father who used it originally and brought about the world you live in now. Or rather, the aftershock of the world you live in now. The one who came before also wished for a better world. But for some reason, he always returned to use the heart again. I wish I could understand that. I wish I could elucidate, though I know only what my father has instilled in me. Thank you. He'll give a nod, and then just step out of the way. And you see, appearing behind him as he does so, a passageway to kind of your POV once more. Okay. Val will steal himself. He's very nervous. He will stride forward. As you walk forward through this dark plane, and finally just as your vision comes and meets the edges of your vision, you're back in your body. And for a moment... You falter, stumbling a bit backwards, your hand coming off of the mechanism, and Luna will steady you. Val, are you alright? Yeah, I... talking, um, this will have consequences. Luna looks to Val and then the others who've probably started to come around in a small circle. Well, yes, I think we all know that. We think we do, but there's no way to truly know. Orlandir, you get a tingle in your arm. I think we should do whatever we're going to do quickly. I think this is... And he just kind of waves his arm around. I think Corio's sending that someone's on their way. Indeed. You hear... No, go away. <laughs> this voice coming through the ripped throat and mouth of Morden. As the body shifts onto its stomach and then shakily gets to a knee, hoisting itself on to this knee with its one good arm. And through this shattered face and jaw, it looks at you all and says, My champion is not finished. His fate is not sealed by you. And then you hear Morden's voice in this ear-piercing scream as he takes in a breath and is wrought back into consciousness, full consciousness, with a hole through his head, missing an arm, his side exposed and bleeding, and another gash through his chest. And you just hear him... And then he starts to contort strangely in the air as you hear his bones snap and crack. His flesh is pulled apart as he starts to hover in the air about ten feet away from your gathered group. I mean, Val will attempt to do whatever you do with the Heart of the Void at this point. Yeah, kind of readying his sword a little bit tighter in his arm again and taking up a more offensive stance than anything. Rolander just says to Val, do it as quick as you can. We'll buy you time. I, I will try. Okay, roll intent, Laurel. Bah! <laughs> 79 and 53. Mmm. 2 and 94. Oh. Ooh. 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 Rough. As you are just there trying to 
impart your will upon the heart of the void and activate this mechanism. Morden's corpse is pulled into the air as his limbs are elongated, his flesh becomes bloated, and you see his, like, one good eye just frantically looking around until it lands on Rolandir, of all people, and you just hear him, kill me, and then spikes jut out from the ground, these oily black spikes impale him over and over as he's suspended and then similar to the armor that formed on him before he's encompassed within this chitinous body and even swirling around there are these basically shields that just move around him about four or five of them sometimes coming off of his plating and then reattaching themselves just always in flux always in motion and we're going to roll initiative again. Oh, oh, of I course. Can, oh, okay. All right, that's right. Phase three. <laughs> yes, it is, Brett. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was a critical failure. <laughs> Sorry. 17 for Vamok. 15 for Rolandir. Six for Mick. 10 for Val. Jeez, you guys. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> we were really on top of it the first time. Everybody's though. like, come on, gang, yeah, we are. could take them. Burned through all our luck. Uh, yeah. 23 for Brynir. Ah, oh, shoot, guys. I thought this was a two-stage boss. Turns out it's, it's a, a three-stage. Stage. Oh, my gosh. All right. So it will go Morden, four players, Luna, the last player. Morden, who right now is just, to give you a good picture... This bloated, elongated corpse held aloft in this really strange makeshift armor of obsidian plates surrounded by swirling shields of these same plates will just kind of float forward and extend his arms as if like a puppet string was holding them. One of them is completely made out of this black material. And then from his fingertips... These same oily spikes just jut out and will hit everyone but Val and Luna. Ooh. So Rolandir, Vamok, Mick, and Brynir will take 37 damage as you're impaled by these spikes. That's another minor wound. Yeah, that's a minor wound for okay. Mick as well. That is actually not a minor wound for Vamok since uh, it chews through his temp HP first. Nice. As... Mick and Rolandir then are stabbed, both of you impaled with this inky spear. You will suffer a minor wound. This wound seems to be an imprint of this darkness that's left on your skin as the spear exits the wound it made. And for right now, you won't suffer any ill effects. Is it a player's turn? It is. There is something that Vamok would like to try to do, which hopefully will help. Vamak trying to go back to that same place that he was at with like the deer last night. He is going to try to connect to Morden, Morden's soul, not not whatever air has going on, right? Morden like himself, and he's going to try to use intent to do like a reverse death ward where the normal death ward would like bind your soul to your body briefly so that it doesn't escape. He's going to try to flip it, so now it's going to, like, expel, like, Morden's soul. That's what he's going for. Doing an exorcism is what you're saying. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, cue it up. I rolled a 44 and a 43. Holy crap. Okay. I Don't waste this. I rolled a 50 and a 36. All right. That is a minor success. Yay. Yeah. As you hear Morden's screech again above this weird din of this shambling rock and obsidian, and you see the part of him that is still humanoid starts to just spasm within this structure as if it's trying to escape to the point where it takes its good arm and it reaches into the hole that Brynir put in its head and it just starts to like rip the top of its own skull off. Okay. And then before it does, like it completes that move, some of this obsidian will just sever its hand and then, like, stitch back together with, quite frankly, just looking like an obsidian needle and thread, this wound, and then an oily protrusion of a bladed hand will form where it just severed its own hand. And it will take 40 damage. Nice. Nice. All right, who's next? Val would love to attempt to use the Heart of the Void again. Get that out of the way. <laughs> 46 and 37. That is a minor success. So this mechanism where the heart of the void, you know, shifted and changed shape and then depressed into it depresses a step further and then will spin really fast and then stop kind of at a crooked angle and then depress again. And you feel like you're a step closer to activating it. Ah. <laughs> okay. That's your turn. That's it for Val. Seeing that it tried to, like, pull its brains out or something, and that caused damage, Relander's going to go for the head slash neck area and swing at that. Okay. You can add a d12 to the check. All right. I'm hopefully, hopefully that hits. That is a 38. That will hit. Hooray. Hooray. All right. He takes a... You know, it's a little high in the air. He takes a swipe at it, kind of just catches the tip of his sword for 17 damage. Judging it a little bit better, trying to, he's going to attack again. And this time, he only manages to get a 23 on his attack roll. That will miss. And because of that miss, one of these shields will break off of Morden's form One of because you kind of went within their perimeter, and it will just bash you backward 15 feet. Okay. Any damage associated with that? No. Mick, um, I am going to cast Intent, and what I'm going to attempt to do is essentially not only, like, kind of use the forces of gravity, but also just, like, force in general to pull him down to the ground and suplex him and to release him from these... An Intent suplex. Yes, an Intent suplex! <laughs> uh, release him from these spikes and kind of body slam him into the ground so I do so I roll a 74 and then I roll a 52 that is not a success I didn't think so man I it's worth a try so as Mick tries to do this and tries to grasp in the air or like tries to reach out to Morden and tries to pull him down she's unsuccessful and in doing that obviously sees that it's a failed attempt but would still like to 
if it's possible, if it's allowed, we'll like to award Bardic Inspiration now to Brunier. Go for it. Yeah, great. We'll take out her loot again, which was um, easily accessible, and we'll strum a ferociously fast little ditty for Brunier. Sounds good. Luna, looking to Val, says, Do you need me here, or what should I do? I don't know if you can help me do whatever this is doing. Probably not. I I don't know. Well, then, and she will conjure a sphere of flames to encompass (laughs) the both of you again in a protective shell. Thanks, babe. All right, Brynir. Feeling a little worse for wear and being a bit inspired now. Brynir is going to call upon his deity, the goddess of time and fate, and... He's going to try to reverse the wounds that people have taken. So kind of like rewinding time, not our place uh, in the world, just kind of our body. Okay, Ryan, I need you to roll low. I got 36 and 18. I got 17s. <gasps> Double. Both? 17s. Yeah. Dang. So, well, one of mine was an 18. So here's what's going to happen. As... You channel this. You are able to heal everyone for 52 hit points each. Oh, awesome. Including yourself, but it does not restore any effects outside of that. And additionally, Rolandir and Mick, this these black marks where you were impaled will also fade. Oh, awesome. Ooh. Nice. That's a clutch play right yeah, it there. Is. And if anyone's expended any spell slots, you can regain one of those. Oh, oh. nice. That worked a lot better than I expected. <laughs> that worked extremely well. Oh, uh, as like a bonus action, he, he goes into a rage. Okay. Morden is going to basically all of these spinning plates coalesce on his body until he's just this like jagged form of an obsidian like obelisk basically and then all of them are going to just explode outward in hundreds of shards it's a very obelisk thing to do yeah lots of obelisks do that (laughs) (laughs) you ever been to Washington (laughs) DC oh boy that is a natural 20 Oh, Uh-oh. a natural twenty. Mm. Um, okay, hold up. This is bad. This is very bad. You must abide by the dice, Ryan. You want me to? You really want me to? Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure we're all <laughs> no. about to die right here. No. Everyone takes two hundred twenty-eight damage. Oh yeah, big old. Mick is including dead. Val and Luna. No. Okay. Um, Luna's shield of flame will absorb it and then Val and Luna will take 57 damage each. Is this an attack? Yes, this is slashing and piercing damage. Yes! It's only 100 and something. 114, Brynir. This is an ability that I have had for a long time that I've never used because I forget about it constantly. I would like to use my illusory self as a reaction to impose like a an illusion of Val that takes that damage and then I am fine. Okay, that happens. (laughs) As the party is shredded by these obsidian shards, Mick falls, and then each of these shards just evaporates into this oily substance that then skirts through the air and rejoins 
this swirling mass that is Morden. I forget. Does Death Ward prevent wounds from being taken? If it's a lethal wound, yes, you won't take it if Death Ward is imposing its ability. Sweet. Well, just to put it on the record, Berlander's seal from the Death Ward breaks, and he is at 1 HP. Uh, I guess Brynjir's doesn't, and he has 5 HP. Oh, man. Brynjir, as these slash through your arms and your legs, you will be reduced to half your speed as one of your legs is just completely ravaged. Welcome to the club! <laughs> what about Vamok? Vamok's seal 100% breaks. When you said over 200 damage, I'm, yeah, that's... Even if I still had the temp HP, that's... In the words of Gravity Spikes, smoked him. <laughs> As Luna, too, is brought to a knee, her side and her leg just shredded. Uh, that's Morton's turn. Who's next? Can Val get the whole Heart of the Void thing out of the way? Yeah, yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, you can okay. try. You can try. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Listen, he's doing his best. He's completely unharmed. <laughs> he feels kind of guilty about it. It's not great. 37 and 53. Oh, I got an 84 and a 75. That was close. Not good enough. All right. That's Val's turn then. After taking this, like, just massive damage and, and, like, heaving being brought to his knees and then looking at Morden and seeing this, like, thing that is Morden and realizing that this is probably what would have happened to him if he had ended up siding with air, Vimak is actually going to double down and try to free Morden's soul in perhaps the one act of compassion that Vimak has ever done in his life. Okie day. I got a 64 and a 74. Ooh. Wow. What the baby? That is within Vimak's range of a minor. I got an 85 and an 84. Woo! Get his soul out of there. Just let's, let's pop this cage wide open. As you extend your hand and again try to rip Morden's soul free from this mortal shell, understanding that Morden's lifeless body is useless to air. Air cannot interact with the heart of the void. He needs Morden to be alive to do it. And without a soul, that's impossible. You see parts of Morden just flake off, this body disintegrating and his screams agonizing as you deal 169 damage to him. Should have just done that in the first place. His very bones exposed is basically just like a string puppet of capillaries holding up a heart and his eye and some flaps of skin and muscle is still alive. You kidding me? Seeing that the, the body is crumbling and whatever Mach just did, he is going to attempt to, I guess, rip Morden out with intent. I got a 79 and a 77. So oh, you're nice. queued up. I got a 51 and a 47. That's a major success. Amazing. Nice, Brynir. As you rip Morden from his body, dealing, it's really not important, but a total of 254 damage to him. Ooh, wow. 
Oh, that's important. <laughs> it, it's important for my soul, for me to feel yeah. that. You see, like, something leave Morden, and with his last, like, breath of consciousness, he basically chooses to message Rolandir and just says, thank you. And then you see this form suspended within this obsidian construct just go limp. And you hear this scream exit it that you kind of can surmise as air speaking again. And then all of it just smashes onto the ground an explosion of rock and stone going everywhere. And Morden's body just basically just like his chest upward and one of his arms and his head, some skin and muscle and bone. And he's gone. And that's the end of the initiative order. You hear a message in your mind from the grave. Can somebody help me, please? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Relandier gets the message from Morden and just lets out a long sigh watching the remnants dissipate and then finally once he feels confident that he can kind of let his guard down for a bit he turns to Mick, notices her unconscious on the ground and is going to rush over and will do 60 HP's worth of his lay on hands pool to revive and heal Mick Blessings, thank you Mick upon being healed and revived from the dead essentially will let out a large gasp (gasps) Oh, Rolandia? Thank you. I was too close. We can't have that happen again. We're too close to our end goal. Rolandia will extend a hand to aid Mick in standing up. Yes, I uh, think perhaps we should ensure everybody's well protected next time before going in. And as he's aiding Mick up, he's actually going to do another little uh, precautionary cast of Death Ward on Mick. Oh, blessings. Thank you. (laughs) Luna, next to Val, watching him work this mechanism and just channel intent that's almost visible between your fingers and this device. She says, are you close? What's, What's next? How can I help? What can we do? Val will look to Luna first, but then look at everyone else and say, perhaps if we all put our intent towards it, it will be more successful. Please come here. Luna will put her hand on your shoulder. Okay. Rolandier comes and joins along. Mick will come to the other shoulder of Val and will place her hand on it. Vamok will uh, haggardly walk over and place his still clawed form of dread hand on Val's back. Brynir will hobble over and put his hand on Val. If you'd like to, Laurel, you may make an intent roll. Your range has been increased by each participating member. Okay. It was not good. 87 and 36. Okay. As you can see almost these, like a mini aurora streaming from your hand into this machine mirroring this bluish light that it is giving off. The heart implanted in there again depresses, spins, and that depresses again. And then there's another surge from you going into it. Right before it reaches that threshold of entering the device, that surge just freezes and it's shimmering and it starts going forward and then back a little and then forward. And you hear from across the way, Valmas! 
Step away from the altar. I'm going to look and see who's talking. You see Katagas and Corio and Lyrian. <laughs> Val wants to insight check Cad. All right. What are you trying to determine? <sighs> if Cad is on the same page as Val, because they have been at odds for a long time now, he wants to know if this is a... Cad has useful information and stopping now will be good, or Cad wants me to not do what I am doing because he does not trust me. Roll. Okay. <laughs> 27. <laughs> the latter. A hundred percent the latter. And I will grant with this insight also, even from this distance, Cad looks different. There's an air around him that's different. And you should know, too, that even Cad, as powerful of just an intent sorcerer as he was, was in no way powerful enough to stop five godborn and a godless from performing intent, because he recanted what you just did. He did? Yes. That son of a... Shoot. Okay. Val is going to push forward again. He's not going to stop. Okay. Well, Val does that. The mock is just going to turn his head slightly towards Luna and say, I will give you two minutes to persuade him. I need to help Val. We need to finish this here. The Val is going to say, that's not Cad. What do you mean? It's not him. I don't understand. Do you think he could stop us from doing what we are trying to do? Not unless he did something. And then she'll finally look at him. Something drastic. Whatever he's doing, he does not trust what I am doing. And therefore, I do not trust him. He isn't advancing either. He is just planted on the edge of the platform, Lyrian and Corio flanking him. Both of them, though their hands are kind of hovering near their weapons, they're looking at this scene with a sense of perplexion. And Cad again will just holler across the way, his hand outstretched. Valmes, step away from the altar. No. I'm giving you one last chance to do it of your own volition. Rather than respond, Val is going to attempt to use the heart of the void again. Okay, bada bing, bada boom. Intent <laughs> roll. <laughs> Come on, baby. Now's the time. No, it was it was absolutely rancid. A uh, 98 and a 16. Oh, mm, that is rancid. Oh, Cad's, however, was a 14 and a 17 and a 49 and a 43. Of course. Oh, jeez. But, however, yours was a 75 and a 15, so, like, it kind of matches up. <laughs> Great! As you're standing there with your hand outstretched, your your fingers holding onto these threads of intent that you can physically see coursing between you and the machine, you just are slowly pulled backward, slid across the ground, the lot of you, away from it. And one by one, these threads just snap. And then this aurora fades, and the machine goes dormant, and the lights turn off. As you are all pulled toward the center of this ring, and then Cad will drop his hand. What are you doing? There is only one fit to use that device. <laughs> you are delusional. You don't understand what I've been through to ensure... That she is the one to do it. Have you ever paused to ask her once what she wants? I know what she wants. 
and I know it's not what I want anymore. And Luna will look from Cad and then to Val and say to Cad, Val's the one to do it. Out of all of us, out of everything I've seen and you've seen, every battle we've fought and won and lost, every choice we've made, I'm sorry, but I won't use it. I'm not going to make you, but I need you to understand, Luna, why they, and he'll just point amorphously to the lot of the group, cannot make this choice, why they cannot make a better world. And Luna will just stay silent looking between Cad and Val, and glances at the rest of the party as well. Perhaps you'd care to elaborate for the rest of us. Why you are unfit? Why else, Cadigas? If you'll allow me, I can show you. I don't trust you entering our minds or doing some sort of... Just use your words, man. Have you ever learned to communicate with other people? This is not that simple. We'd be here for ages, and you know what's coming. Yes, which is precisely why I was trying to use the Heart of the Void to stop them from coming. But you cannot be the one to do it. Why not? Because you are unfit in every way, shape, and form. You are blotted with the workings of the world and the gods in ways that she is not. So? You cannot help but put in what already has been into your will. You cannot see past it. You have not seen past it ever in your life. You are bound by the gods, imprisoned by their intent. And whether you like it or not, you will weave that into the new world that you create. He has to be the one to do it, Cad, Luna says. And Cad will roll his eyes at this. (laughs) Damn your devotion to this blasted boy. The lot of you, you've settled on this then. That he should do it. That none of you would have a, a crack at it. Not that any of you should either. But still... You're all right, giving your will away to him. It's pretty much the only thing we agreed upon as a group. Val is the one to do it. And there's nothing that you can say to make us back down. I wish I could trust you, Cad. I do. I would have liked to be friends and to have understood your mind and your wishes and what you wanted, but you made that impossible. I can make it possible if you allow me. I can make you understand, perhaps not me, but yourself. And who is to say that this is not skewed to your own biases and flaws and the intent that is inherent in you? Because I am not the one that will use it. I have never had the aspiration to use the Heart of the Void. So you would shunt this responsibility off onto someone who does not want it? Onto the only person who can use it, want or no. Thou will look to Luna. Do you trust him? Do you feel any sense of truth in his words? I... And she'll look between you and Cad and the others in the party. And then she'll shake her head. And then she'll look at Cad and then finally back to Val and say, No, you're right. That's not him anymore. I don't know what he's done. And then she'll look at Cad. But it's changed him. I don't trust him. I can't. And Luna has tears bristling in her eyes. I'm sorry. And Luna will say, I'm sorry, Cad. 
It has to be Val. Rolander, who's been keeping an eye on, like, the interactions between particularly Luna and Cad and now Val, also been keeping kind of an eye on Vamok to see what he's been doing, but feeling this general consensus and also, you know, seeing for himself what Cad is and that he is indeed slightly different. He structures himself a little more facing outward towards the other group, Cad, Lyrian, and Corio, and just says, I think you have your answer. If you want it, you're going to have to kill us. Cad narrows his eyes, and Corio actually exchanges a glance between Rolandir and Cad as her hand moves to her sword on her hip, and Rolandir, you feel this tingle again in your arm. And Cad just shakes his head, and he says, Kill you? No, no, not yet. I will not kill you. First, I must finally understand you. And as I said, you must understand yourselves. And Corio will draw her blade, like in one smooth motion, and try to slice through Cad's side. Good on you, Corio. Emphasis on try. However, as she does, it impacts a sort of barrier of intent that locks her blade in place, just shaking inches away from his skin. And nonchalantly, he flicks his hand behind him, and Corio just goes flying off the mountain. And as Lyrian takes a single step forward, Cad will do the same. Rolandier's instinctually just going to start charging at Cad. And then Cad will just reach out, and coming from his hand are the same strings of intent that Val was using to interface with the Shrine of Egg and the Heart of the Void. Everyone roll a wisdom save. Rolandier got a 23. Mick also got a 23. 24 for Val. Yowza. Vamok also got a 23. Well, Brynir only <laughs> got a 20, so... Get wise, Brynir. <laughs> Couldn't join the 23 club. As Rolandier charges into action, these strings just, like, flick out of Cad's fingertips and kind of like Spider-Man's webs, for lack of a better <laughs> <laughs> analogy. Go, web, go. As they each just impact your respective foreheads and... The world starts to fade as you lose motor control of your body and everyone slumps to the ground. And as Cad approaches, just holding these strings like taut in his hand, curling them in and on in themselves as he comes closer and closer, he leans down next to Rolandier, who's closest to him, as your vision is just fading and fading. And he'll just say, no, not yet. And then you black out. 